All right, good morning and welcome to the 360 Sports Show here on Sunday, November 29th. My, my, the time is flying. We have got a loaded show for you here this morning, folks. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. You can follow us on any of those platforms to get the show live. Go back and watch past episodes. You can also subscribe to the 360 Sports Show podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast, We've got tons to get to here today. NBA leftovers, the Tyson Jones Jr. fight, NCAA basketball, a whole mess of stuff happening in the NFL along with a couple of other things. So if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, or concerns, drop them in the comment section or email the360sportshow at gmail.com and those questions will come to us. So once again, good morning. I'm Andrew Pizzelli. He's Christian Lauber. Christian, how are we doing? And uh, how many days left here in the year 2020? We are doing not uh, not too bad. It's actually pretty nice out today. It feels like springy a little bit, but uh, 32 days we're down to. Month to go. Basically a month. Month to go. Month to go. Month to go. I want to ask you this question real quick because this has come up. It's going to come up at some point today, uh, and this debate has come up all week. Um, So Thanksgiving has come and gone. So now Christmas is in full swing. (laughs) Christmas is in full swing. In your mind, Christian, when is it acceptable to start playing Christmas music? Some people started before Halloween, after Halloween. Some people started on Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. I personally feel like... Day after Thanksgiving, ready to go. Uh, where do you fall on the uh, Christmas music slash Christmas festivities? When should those begin? I think in, in a normal year, uh, which we're not in, I would say probably like I used I usually like to take my Thanksgiving and enjoy that part of it before moving on to Christmas. This year, just you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. All all bets are off. I think that's was so. You know what? As far as all bets are off, that will segue us into, I think, maybe maybe we'll start there with, with betting uh, and things that people bet on, like boxing. Uh, the most 2020 thing ever was watching Mike Tyson fight while Snoop Dogg is a commentator. I think we've reached peak bizarro world. We've got ex-NBA sure. players fighting YouTube people. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. absolute bananas. So if, in case you missed it last night, the... Uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight uh, went down. Now, the rules for the fight was that it was an exhibition. So there's no winner. There's no loser, technically, even though they did say eventually they were like, we are going to score the fight. Yeah. Uh, so the fight happened. Uh, the whole, All the undercards were legitimate fights, though. But for Tyson and Jones, it was no hits to the head uh, or limp, tried and limit it. Uh, no, if there was bl- any blood, that was it. They were going to call it. Um, no knockouts. Uh, which I was like, these guys might just get to the eighth round and say, well, okay, time to actually box. Yeah. No, um, no. Which I was kind of hope- hoping for. Um, so those, you know, the, the Tyson Jones Jr. fight was more about just watching guys technically box each other, which was, which was entertaining. The undercard fights were legitimate fights and we'll start. Oh boy. Dear friend, friend, friend of us, Boston folk and friend to all short people everywhere. Nate Robinson. God rest his soul. Yeah. Oh my, oh god. my god. He got is Snoop Snoop the winner of last night is the audience who got to hear Snoop Dogg commentate. Snoop needs to be oh, on yeah. everything from now on. Uh but man, he said it perfectly. Uh this is this is why folks at home, you don't play boxing. You play basketball, yeah. you don't play boxing. Uh Nate got knocked the bleep out. 
Yeah. Uh, Snoop was the best part of the night, by the way, by far. Uh, but the other winner of the night was the internet again, because the, the memes after he got knocked out uh, were, were fantastic. Oh. But my God, uh, he got knocked down like twice, I think, face first before that. And everybody was just like, Maybe we should just stop this. Like Throw the gonna, damn towel. Pretty much, he's gonna he's gonna get knocked here, and then uh, yeah, uh, face first, down on the canvas. Uh, not not a good look for Nate Robinson. No, no, he, he not at all. Did not really. He said before he tweeted fight. right before the match, "Gonna shock the world." <laughs> you shocked the world, all right? Yeah, the world is Steph, shocked. <laughs> Steph Curry was like, "I see no lies." <laughs> that because yeah, yeah, he got. Oh man, out. I saw somebody say too, like you know, this just set short people back like thirty years, and and I was like, I can't. I was thinking that I didn't want to be the person to say it, but I can't disagree. Uh, all we need now, though, we need either Kyler Murray to win the Super Bowl. Or we need like Isaiah Thomas to make a big comeback this year. Those are the two things. Yeah. Sure, people can be redeemed if those two things happen now. Um, Not the best showing in the in the boxing ring. No. What was funny though is all the people afterwards saying like like Evan Turner was like, I want to fight Jake Paul. Yeah. And then somebody was like, Do you really? And he was like, Yeah, I just thought about it. I'm 34. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, people like tweeting like, Oh, I'd love to see Ron Artest fight Jake. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, I would pay or to see that. Shaq. <laughs> Shaq Tyson. Maybe that's the match we want to see next. He called out McGregor, too. Maybe McGregor will will get in there and fight him. Well, this is crazy, Christian, because way back, I looked it up. It was like May was when Tyson started. All these videos of him training started coming out. And we joked because at the same time, McGregor said he was retiring from MMA, which now he's back. Um, But we were like, maybe he's going to focus on boxing and he'll box somebody. And maybe him and, you know, know, Tyson and McGregor – get some sort of match together. Maybe they, maybe they work something out, you know, charity exhibition, whatever. I think it's still in play. We called for it back in May. I think it's still in play. Maybe. Uh, I don't know if Tyson would do it. I think McGregor probably would jump in there, but I don't know if Tyson would do it. Maybe if you have the, you know, kind of the stipulations that you had last night, it'll end in a draw, no knockouts, no, no bleeding, no nothing. Then maybe, but Jake Paul, on the other hand, uh, I don't know if McGregor would do it, but Jake Paul definitely wants to fight McGregor. So I don't know. maybe oh. on the next one. Uh, I'd love to see it. So uh, we'll get to the Tyson fight itself. Um, I thought it was entertaining. I mean, clearly, I mean, these are two guys who are—they're in their fifties. I mean, it looked it, for for parts of it, it looked like two guys in their. 50s. It looked like a like a bar fight. You know, when you see guys like fighting a bar. And it's like two big guys, and they're just—they're not even really hitting each other. It's just kind of like more well, like pushing and Snoop, shoving. What did Snoop say? Snoop said it's like two, two, two of my uncles fighting in the backyard at a barbecue or something like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what it looked like. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like for for a little bit. But then when it, when they actually like at the at the at the beginning of rounds and at the end of rounds when guys you know they kind of get their energy up, uh, yeah. it was entertaining. I mean, there was there was some really good shots thrown. Uh, I saw a great meme afterwards. Uh, the other thing was like, oh, uh, body shots are undefeated still. That was one of the tweets I saw. Yeah. Uh, and I saw a tweet. Somebody was like, <laughs> Roy Jones Jr.'s ribs. It was this guy being like, look at it. Fall right off the bone. Like he was like barbecuing <laughs> it and the meat just falls off a bone. Um, I was entertained, right? I think that's the whole point of it. And I, th- the best part for me was after the fight, them asking Tyson, because they they'd said it was a draw, which is a complete joke. If you actually yeah, were on to score that, Tyson won that fight. Let's be real here. Anyway, really? Tyson won the fight. Um, 
But they called it a draw. I think maybe to say for both guys to like save some sort of face, try and keep Roy Jones Jr. like wanting to like do it again. Because Tyson was like, "Yeah, let's do it again. I'd love to do it again." And you can see Roy Jones Jr. was kind of like, "Do we have to?" <laughs> um, uh, so that was that was awesome. But Tyson talking afterwards, I think, was the best part. He was like how real he was. He was just like. You know, man, I'm tired. Like, I'm a 54-year-old man. Like, everybody worried about him. Like, people worried about me. I haven't boxed in 15 years. He retired, like, three years ago. I'm an old man. Nobody's worried about my ass. What the hell? Yeah, he's like, like, oh, but I ain't a giant. I'm a beginner. Like, I thought that was, like, a really – like, you you wouldn't expect to hear that from a guy like that that has. And there was times in the fight where you saw the bravado. Like, you saw that look in Mike's eye. Like, he wanted to just – give one of those uppercuts and just pop Roy Jones Jr.'s head off. Didn't do it. Thought we might get it in the eighth round. Went to like, okay, we've given everybody their fun. Now we're actually going to box. When the fight ended, you could tell Mike still kind of like wanted to go. Oh, yeah. That's why I think Roy didn't take his gloves off. I think he was waiting for Mike to like come for more. Yeah, all hell to break loose. <laughs> yeah, like he probably went to bed with the gloves on waiting for like, once they called it a draw, Roy was like, I'm keeping these gloves on. <laughs> He's coming for me. Um, but, yeah, I love Tyson's insights afterwards into it. And I was entertained. So, you know what? Win. I say win. I was entertained. Right? I'd love to see those dudes knock each other out. But what, guess what? They're in their 50s. That might kill them. So, does anybody want to see that? Somebody die on live television? I don't think so. I was entertained to see those guys box. And I would gladly watch it again. Or any other, you know, fight like that. It was fun. Yeah, I thought. It, yeah, I thought it was good. Honestly, uh, the one thing I'll say is like Tyson. For all he's saying, like he's tired and stuff, he might. He probably was because it's the first time he boxed in fifteen years. But the guy is in unreal shape. Oh right. You, like you throw someone else in there, he's knocking him out. No question. <laughs> yeah. If they ladder matched it, like now he now Jake or you know they they bracketed it now Jake Paul fights Tyson. Ping yeah. ping 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 ping. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would not want to fight. Bag. I wouldn't want to run into Mike Tyson and, and you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be in a fight with him when he was 44, 54, probably not 64. I don't even think I'd take my chances if he was 94. That dude, that dude is still going to pack yeah. a wallop. My goodness. Yeah. I hope I'm in that good shape when I'm 54. Seriously, yeah. I'm falling he apart was, as it is right now. He wasn't even, he wasn't even in like great shape for the last like few years. He like... Came out, he came out randomly and was just like ripped all of a sudden. Yeah, back in May, we like, saw those Jesus, videos of dude. him like, yeah, and then like him with so. his shirt off and he's just like completely shredded. We're like, what the heck is this? He's, he actually was one of those people we all said like during quarantine, like, hey, you know, let's take this time to work on ourselves. Yeah, he, he learn a language, <laughs> get some, build some muscle. Tyson took that. He actually did it. We know one person that did it that yeah. improved their physical health during this time. <laughs> And their cardio fitness. Uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the fight. Uh, I thought I thought it was worth it. Uh, enjoyed the, the entertainment of the undercards. Um, again, uh, poor, poor Nate Robinson. His, he probably... Yeah. His, his peak now, I think if we look at, like, where did his, like, athletic career peak... Game four of the 2010 NBA Finals, the Shrek and Donkey game. Yeah. That was, that was the... <clears throat> the top of the mountain everything from there now has been declined <laughs> yeah i saw someone say it looks like uh donkey needs shrek after all because that was not <laughs> that was not good uh, uh someone else i i think another nba player maybe josh hart i might have that wrong but was like 
this is not an accurate representation of the NBA family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah, that's uh, you got a tough one there today, NBA, because everybody was like, he's like, I'm fighting for my family, my NBA brothers, and then everybody was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, people were sure like, dude, anymore. you're supposed to be representing the brand here. This is not good. Not good at yeah. all. Not good at all. So, yeah, so that's our that's our thoughts on the on the Tyson uh Roy Jones Jr. fight. Entertaining. Uh if you have uh, any questions throughout the show, drop them in the comment section. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Uh and if you don't want to comment there, you can send us an email to the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. So we'll move along now uh, to kind of some NBA leftovers. Uh, you know, obviously the the biggest uh, amount of moves and everything happened last week. A um, little bit of trickle down this week. Uh, you know, uh, I'd say guys getting max contracts. We saw Bam Adebayo sign his, which has impact, I think. We talked about how does this impact Giannis because Anthony Davis still hasn't signed his. That's probably going to come out today. Um, he's expected to probably sign a one-and-one. Yep. Uh, that way they can have the flexibility to go after Giannis. Uh, people thought Miami might do the same thing with Bam. Instead, they just gave him the five-year extension, which I think, again, they have inside knowledge. They have to because Bam and Giannis share an agent. And Giannis said afterwards, we know, he said, that it impressed him that they just gave Bam the contract instead of making him wait you know, and saying to the player, well, we like you, but we want to get this other guy, so we want to. No, do right by the player. Also, That's, they just botched a trade too on Milwaukee's side. Yeah, so I, I, Giannis has not signed an extension. Uh, I think he might just ride out this year with them, see yeah. how it goes, and go to free agency. In which case, I think bye bye, bye byes. Yeah. He can either go to Miami; they'll be able to, they'll have the flexibility to make that happen, or God forbid, L.A. Um, but the, it's it. I, I, things are not rosy in in Milwaukee. I'll put it that way. Or else he no. would have he would sign the contract extension now. If he's not going to sign it now, the season starts in two weeks. If you're not going to sign it now, it tells me you want to see how the season plays out, and that tells me yeah. you're probably just going to go to free agency anyways. Because I don't think the Bucks well, are winning the, the championship. Yeah, unless the Bucks make some serious moves, whether it's now trade deadline next year, or I don't think he's staying at this point. Like right now, right? He could change his mind and come back. We know how Kyrie works, so maybe he's a, he could he could change his mind, but. Giannis is, he doesn't strike me as the guy that's like, yeah, now I'm going to leave and I want to go in the limelight in LA. Like he seems like a guy, like we've said this for weeks now, he seems like the type of guy that's going to be Miami, Toronto, Dallas, Boston, one of these places like this. I don't think he's coming to Boston, but I would, I would put my money on Miami, Dallas, Toronto. He wouldn't be afraid of those, of a, of a smaller major market. Right, exactly. Yeah. So he's not, He's not going to be going to like L.A. or or just going to Golden State to win a ring. I don't see – he doesn't seem like that type of guy. Now, is it possible? Sure. But he seems like more the type of guy that uh, he wants the Greek community. He wants, uh, you know, a nice place to be but also a chance to win. So Miami, Toronto, Dallas, all three of those, perfect places. Yeah. Him on Dallas would be fascinating because I feel like a guy like Luca would be able to do a lot yeah. for him. Get 100%. him the ball in great space, and he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. You got Giannis off ball, just running around the court. Oh my god, um, yeah. terrifying. Um, yeah, I, I think the thing is, it's like Matt Murphy said on the show with us a couple of weeks ago about well, the reason Hayward left Utah was he signed the offer sheet in 2014 to go to Charlotte. Utah matched, 
and then proceeded to really not do much for him the next three That's years. Cool. Yep. So then when he's in a free agent in 2017, they're saying, oh, we can do this, we can do that. They basically were like trying to pitch him on a reasons to stay. And he's like, yeah. well, why are you making all these promises now? Like you had all this time to do that. Same thing applies with Giannis. The Bucks had all this time to try and do more. Yeah. And now you're going to try and do it the last minute or make promises. So I feel like he's much closer oh. to leaving than staying. Um, that also wraps into Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum signs his max extension, five-year extension. Last year's a player option. But it's not. it doesn't start this year. It starts next year. So basically, you have Tatum for another five up to six years, um, mm-hmm. which is great for the Celtics. Lock him up. Same thing applies. Uh, keep building around him. You have to be – internally, you have to already start to kind of think like, okay, we have to plan for down – we're trying to win championships and improve this team, but we have to keep Jason Tatum happy so that in five years he doesn't want to opt out and uh, go play with Bronny Jr., you know? So right. it's, uh, I well, think, look, really good for is- the Celtics to make that move. Yeah, th- I mean this this sign the, this signing that he made here for this first contract is not surprising. Many of guys do this this first one, right? It's really the second contract that guys jump ship and they want to go somewhere else. So you have what this next five year window? He's going to be what twenty seven? That's like reaching the prime of his career. There. So you want to make sure in the next this next four years that you're really building something here and may enticing him to stay, you know, for the longevity of his career. Like I know his, what his mom and he said, like, he wants to be here. This is, this is a great place to be. Um, but things can change. And if, if things go, you know, South here, whether it's, you know, you get knocked down the first, second round a couple of times, like this is the second deal now is going to be huge for the Celtics in their future, because Tatum is now the guy uh, that's pretty clear. So you have to keep him here, not only through this next five years, but another five through his prime because 27 to 32, 33, that's when guys win. Yeah. Uh, other guy who got, who got his money, Donovan Mitchell got his money. Mm. Uh, Brandon Ingram got his money. A lot of guys getting paid. Um, the other guy who eventually is going to get paid is Gordon Hayward, who is still technically a member of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Uh, cause this sign and trade, which we've been talking about now for a week still hasn't happened. Which is honestly mind boggling, but also thrilling because it could happen while we're alive on the air right now. (laughs) This deal could happen. Um, We already went in depth last week what what happened with the Celtics and the the Pacers, and pretty much everything that's come out this week has kind of confirmed that. They they either didn't like Miles Turner or just didn't want to take the deal um, from from Indiana. Mm. I still say you do the deal. Maybe you develop Miles Turner into the guy that you can trade. Look what Brad Stevens has done with players um, and, and, and help them get big contracts elsewhere. Evan Turner being a prime example. Um, so I, I think you had the chance to get a player that the upside is big if you improve him and you mm-hmm. get a pick and all that. But whatever. It fell apart with Indiana for whatever reason. Uh, now it's all about making the sign and trade happen with Charlotte. From what I've heard is that there is a deal – on the table with Charlotte, ready to go. There's also a three-team deal that involves probably OKC. The problem with that is that somebody would have to send picks to OKC, and the Celtics and the Hornets can't agree on who it should be. So (laughs) then it turns into, let's get in 
a fourth team and a fifth team and let's let's make this a giant mess uh only be- all because Boston and Charlotte both don't want to give up something to get something <laughs> surprise um so i think they're both i thought it would happen last night cuz Tristan Thompson flew into town and he's there to sign his contract one to become an american citizen cool uh yeah. and secondly to sign his contract and become a member of the Boston Celtics the Celtics need that to happen after a Hayward sign-in trade to preserve some cap space and flexibility. Yeah. Um, if you see the Tristan Thompson announcement before a Hayward sign-in trade, that means there's no sign-in trade happening, which is a joke. It should just get it done. Get whatever yeah. you can at this point for it, um, whether it's a player, whether it's the, the, the trade exception, whatever it is, get it done. Um, I think they're just working the phones to the absolute last second, and when the time comes and Tristan Thompson's like, Yo, are we signing this contract or what? Uh, then they'll call up Charlotte and say, "Hey, let's just do the deal that we already agreed upon, and it's done." Well, I mean, it's I just hope like... it should happen now. Should have happened five days ago, but like yeah. training camp opens in a couple days. Don't you think these guys want to like be on their team? <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of the thing, right? Like the league starts in a month, less than a month. Like, what are we doing here, Danny? You gotta get these guys. I don't know how long. What is it? Three weeks before the start that they have to be back in, like you know, their respective location. I don't even know what it is, but I've seen some guys working out. So obviously, players are getting ready here, um, and it just seems like this is taking way too freaking long uh, to get a little sign and trade done that would get you an exception. And I keep hearing fans and and people say, "Well, you got Tristan Thompson now, so like you you don't need to make that deal anyway." With Indiana. No, you want the asset. Like you could have had both. That's we're still going back this far. There's still no sign and trade done with Charlotte. And on top of that, you whiffed on a deal to get a first round pick potentially and Miles Turner. And then you could have swung them and dealt them and still signed Tristan Thompson. So it's just like there's so many steps here that are not being done for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the Celtics don't want to give up a freaking second round pick, but the guy is like you open the closet and there's just picks falling out. It's just like, just get the deal done for, for once here. Like, it just seems like we're whiffing too much no, here. Christian, they, that, that, pr- that, that protected second round pick from Atlanta in 2026. Yeah. You have no idea that could convey That's into a lottery year. pick in 2054. Don't want to yeah. touch it. <laughs> it's, it's so annoying. These picks, but, uh, but regardless, it's just, yeah, I, I don't understand how they haven't done anything. here. It just yeah. makes well, no I mean, sense. And, and here's the thing. Individual player workouts start Tuesday. Yeah, right. Media so, week is next week. Team practices begin next Saturday. So I, I guess if you really want to stretch this out, they could take as long. They, they could take up until that Saturday. The thing is, though, like everything else is happening in the world right now. Yeah, He's gonna, gonna what? He's week. gonna have to fly from Indiana to Charlotte. Probably quarantine, go through some sort of process to get in with yeah. the team. So you're just like wasting time uh, that he's going to have to get acclimated and get with the team and get, you know, not that it's not that basketball is anywhere like football where it's like, you know, these guys got to get in and learn systems and, you know, it's it's basketball. A lot of, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's not like you need to learn plays. Different players learn, though. So, but yeah, learn your teammates, build chemistry. Um like we see yeah. how that works out when you bring in a bunch of people and chemistry doesn't work. It's not good. So, yeah. So I guess technically this could last <laughs> till next Saturday. Please, God, no. Just get it done. Both sides. Both sides just get it done. 
Um, uh, other note on on Gordon Hayward, woof, dude, definitely stick to basketball because your cooking skills. The turkey, yeah. <laughs> I seen that. It wasn't great. I thought I thought I was gonna screw up a turkey. Oh my yeah. goodness! I think I asked you if you look at that again. I think he baked the bag of like the giblets and stuff, the plastic bag in the turkey too. When he like pick one that's falling apart. When he picks it up, you see this weird mishmash of stuff there. I think yeah. he baked the plastic bag in there as well. So he might have. stick hey, to it basketball. Looked, it looked all right cut after the fact. He probably had some help though. I don't know. Yeah. No, they had a second turkey. That's what it was. Yeah, that's probably what it was. You know, that, was you, that was not a single, you know, that was not like a one take. That was a cut there. Shredded <laughs> deli turkey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you have no idea how much time passed between cuts. So, yeah, if we have any Gordon Hayward news throughout the show, we will certainly bring it to you. Um, most of the reports now is that uh, we don't know yeah. <laughs> why Seriously. nothing else has happened. Uh, some pickings apart of the, the Indiana deal. You know what? This is what we do know for sure, because this is what's come out of Indiana. He wanted to go there. He wanted to go back home. He was willing to take the discount that they were offering. And at once, it seemed like that whole thing was stalled between the Celtics and like that. Like a sign trade wasn't going to happen. Like I said, I think he just saw it. It bought time for Michael Jordan to say, "Hey, how about 120 million?" And he said, yeah. "You know what? Sure. Why yeah. not?" I yeah. I I mean. Uh... If he if I was him, I would have been like, okay, I'm I'm expecting somewhere in the range of probably ninety to a hundred million here, right? So no matter where I go, I'm going to get that range. And then you're like, okay, going home sounds great. You know, I can go with my family. We have a house there. We're already settled there. And then just you know, settle with the team. And then MJ picks up the phone and is like, hey, you want one hundred twenty million? Hell yeah! I already went there on a visit. I was going to sign there. I I'm willing to yeah. go there. And then you get one hundred twenty million. Yeah, you, you know that's pretty easy. Yeah. Especially this is his last big one, right? So probably, you know, what's crazy. I saw a tweet and it's not a fair representation, but it's like Gordon Hayward turned one all-star appearance into 200 and something million dollars. Yeah, I know. Those are the facts. Crazy. I don't think yeah. those, those facts have no context, um, but it is pretty crazy. I mean, the dude's made done pretty well for himself. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Kind of. That's all. It's new with the with the NBA. Uh, you know, there's a couple of minor deals that are still coming, guys. I mean, there's there's going to be some smaller deals that happen during before training camp. Maybe Isaiah Thomas lands somewhere. I certainly hope he does. All the reports are that he's actually looked really really good uh, in his workouts. Because uh, he's now, working out in heat shorts. Yeah, I mean, Look he's out. still not. He's still not old. Like, I mean, in terms of what guys, no. how guys are, you know, where medicine is now and how long we see guys playing for, he's only, what, 32? I mean, he's yeah. not, he's not that old. Uh, he just had a, for him and his style, a really kind of debilitating injury in your hip. And he, honestly, I think maybe not playing as much the last two years has probably helped that recovery. So he seems ready to go. The reports are that he's back, so to speak. You know, is he going to be an MVP candidate? type player no uh i certainly yeah. hope he lands on a team because i do think he can help I, I i definitely think nate uh nate robinson <laughs> mixing up my short guys uh isaiah thomas can can help nate robinson can't help anybody right now he needs to help himself no. he, <laughs> he ain't helping nobody like that no nope. <laughs> nate, Rob nate robinson might be drinking out of a straw today <laughs> um so anyways uh 
any if you have any other NBA notes uh, or, or questions, drop those uh, in the comment section. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Comment there, and those will uh, come right to us here on the show. Um, so let's move along. Uh, we already covered the the Mike Tyson fight. I wanted to hit quick. Uh, you know, so much has happened in the pro circuit, and you know the NBA, uh, the NCAA uh, started up last week. They college basketball is back. I don't know how long it will be back before you know schools shut down and programs start testing positive, or if it seems like the virus is spreading on the court. But for at least a week here, they set up bubbles uh, regionally, and we got games. Uh, and as far as uh, locally goes, you know, we we last year got got caught up, and rightfully so, uh, in the the URI PC uh, drama, uh, which I thought was really good. Both of those teams, I mean, URI kind of faltering down the stretch, but had a chance to maybe make some noise in their conference tournament and see if they made the NCAA's PC well on their way to, to getting in to March Madness, and then obviously everything breaks down and we don't we don't get anything. Um, but both of those teams back in action this week. PC played one game. Uh, they looked really good. <laughs> I mean, they, they dominated uh, in, in their game. Uh, and URI, uh, you know, they've played three games. They have another one today against San Francisco up in Bubbleville, yeah. as they, they termed it. Um, they, they lost to 18th-ranked Arizona State in a competitive game that they kind of faltered down the stretch. Honestly, they should have beat BC. They looked kind of like listless. It was kind of like, yeah. a, oh, we, we kind of blew our emotional energy yesterday. And then they come back and they absolutely pummel South Florida and, and get their first win, uh, which was good. So, you know, we'll see We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, you know, I, I think it's it'll be good for those programs to, to, to happen, you know, because everybody's got their eye on college basketball because – it's it the D one stuff is going to inform everybody else at every other level. If if the virus isn't spreading indoors in a basketball game, you know at least readily, same way it doesn't seem to be spreading on the field for football. That's big news. That's huge news. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, look, you, you gotta. It, really, the biggest question is how long is it going to last? Um, but with these mini bubbles. I think it could work, honestly. Uh, it's just a matter of, like, I think there's a way to make it work if you, you know, when there's structure, we've seen in pro sports as well, when there's structure like that, it tends to be successful. And that's just the track record. That's just the facts. But uh, because of the travel element and beyond, you know, just the the mini bubbles, uh, and also, let's not forget, these guys are still young. They're student athletes. Like, uh who knows what happens? They could sneak out of their little bubblesville. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, these guys want to play, play basketball and, and that's what they're going to do and see how long it lasts. I mean, the only thing you can do is control, you know, your own team. So we'll just have yeah. to wait and see. I thought it was really cool. Um, PC, you know, uh, played uh, Fairfield. Um, Nate Watson, their senior center, I believe he's a senior, uh, after the game was talking about, you know, not having fans, it being a different environment, everything. He was like, I don't know. Felt like there was fans to me. You know, I've just been so yeah. excited, waiting to play. Haven't played since. I mean, think about that team was cooking at the end, like waiting for. You know, Big East tournament's going to start. They think they could win the Big East. Yep. They kind of know in the back in their back pocket we're probably going to the dance anyways. Uh, that team was really, really, really exciting and ready to go. And obviously, season doesn't happen. I mean, the rest of the season gets canceled. Uh, so these guys have been itching to get back on a court, uh, and he 
he dominated. I mean, <laughs> 10 rebounds, 23 points. If you watch the game, uh, the dude was just a man amongst boys. Yeah, he's a force. Um, yeah. So, so he's he's one of the, 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 the really interesting players to watch. And I just liked hearing what all of them had to say afterwards. Like, you know what? No fans. I don't care. I'll play with nobody. I'll play in a... I'll play in a backyard lot somewhere. These guys are just ready to play. I think having the games keeps them kind of on track, you know? Hey, for sure. Accountability. Don't you dare sneak out of this hotel room and go to a bar or go meet up with somebody. Some like, no, we want to keep our season. Uh, or sneak I, like I, an Uber Eats driver into your room or something. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, I think where you've seen, you know, where it runs into trouble is like later in a season, a team is oh and nine, you know, yeah, one and 16. How hard is it to keep guys accountable in that situation? I don't know. Um, but I think having the games, getting the games played, one, really good for their mental health. All these players have talked about it at all levels. Just having practice. The number of athletes I've heard say just like how excited they are for practice now, like something you'd never think. Like they're just like, please, can we just have practice? Just give us practice. Yeah, they just um, want to play, really. And, I mean, and, and having the ability down. to compete and play, yeah, it's it's, it's huge. Um, so that was exciting to see. You know, two local teams uh, uh, back in action. Uh, so that, that was good. Uh, as far as the larger college hoops thing goes, uh, we'll see how long it lasts. I mean, like rankings came out. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how far it'll go. Things are getting a lot worse everywhere else in, uh, around the country. I don't know yeah. how much they can insulate traveling teams from that and when teams are back on campuses. And sometimes you can't even control it. Your team could do everything right and somebody still gets sick somehow. Because, uh, you know, it, you can't it's a virus. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll continue to follow it, uh, especially the, the local teams and then, you know, the, the broader college hoops landscape. But for a week, for a week, it was, it was good. It was good Take to have it, it back. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I wanted to touch too. uh, Christian, who do you think the best sports team in Boston is right now? Not the Patriots, probably the Revs. Yeah. So the New England Revolution, kind of always the little under-the-radar story. They do have a really good following. Uh, soccer in America, I think, is becoming more popular. It, it'll never be football, basketball, baseball. Uh, baseball is falling away. So I think there's a gap there where hockey can take a little bit more. Soccer can take a little bit more. Maybe lacrosse takes a little bit yeah. more. Um, it's 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 definitely here to stay. And what happens is the more and more kids who like played soccer as a kid in the 80s and 90s who now are having kids that are playing soccer, the soccer mindset, mentality, fanship is, is growing domestically. Um, and so the Revs have, if you've ever been to a Revs game, like they've got a loyal following. Um, now, most of most everybody else doesn't really pay too much attention uh, to them. Uh, they're a really yeah. interesting story. I mean, Bruce Arena uh, has done a really amazing job with this team. And last week, uh, they beat uh, the Philadelphia Union 2 0. In, in a game, the first game of the, the MLS playoffs, people say, oh, Revs are going to get smoked. Like, it won't even be close. They win 2 0. <laughs> uh, they play again today, uh, the semifinals for the MLS Cup. Uh, they play Orlando City, 3 o'clock. I recommend by that point, the Patriots will probably be down 20-something points to the Cardinals. 
flip over <laughs> and watch the revs. <laughs> Cause At that point, gonna, yeah. They, they, of, it, it'll be the most 2020 thing ever is for the revs to be the team that like wins a championship in Boston this year. Yeah, I mean, I I won't disagree with you there. Yeah, that would be uh, that would really cap off twenty twenty nicely here at the end, tail end. So I I think and you know what's interesting is you know at least MLS we do they do full playoffs as opposed to the which I'm a fan of the European yeah, soccer yeah. relegation and everything. I we need to bring relegation into uh, into Major League Baseball, please. <laughs> Some of these teams relegate everybody. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, relegate the whole sport down. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody down, AAA up. At that point, screw it. Yeah, but uh, I, it, you know what? And, and the thing is, people will say anybody who's tuning in now is just a bandwagon fan. Who cares? Bandwagon up. Band, I, I, I'm sure Revs fans will take it. You know, bandwagon up. Jump. Everybody, jump on board. Uh, now, they could go out. It's soccer. I mean, they could go out and lose 1-0 today and whoop. That's it. It's over. <laughs> but um, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, they 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 could be the Cinderella story of, of this year. So worth worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Three o'clock today. The the, the revs play and uh, yeah. So like I said, a lot of little stories. Uh, nothing earth shattering. Uh, but little lot of little stories this week that we're we're picking yeah. through. Uh, this other mm-hmm. one uh, from the college football side, uh, I thought was awesome yesterday. Uh, Sarah Fuller, soccer player for for Vanderbilt, yeah, um, ends really cool. up. Uh, she served as the kicker yesterday for their absolutely dreadful football team, uh, which I, I think is a travesty. She should have gotten the opportunity to kick some field goals yesterday, but if but Vanderbilt sucks, so they were never in field goal range, yeah. which is which is a shame. But she you know got to serve as as a kickoff specialist uh, at least. Uh, looked pretty good. And I just think an awesome story, uh, an awesome uh, message for – listen, uh, I think in a, in a sport like football where you don't have to be the fastest, you don't have to be the strongest, uh, especially if you want to be a kicker or a punter, but I have think wide receiver, like women can play football, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's also women who can play middle linebacker as well. I mean football is such a team – Sport and it's it's just about about but ah, just as much about your mind, which I can't use right now, uh, your mind uh, as it is your, your physical tools. Uh, women have a place in in football um, if they want to be there, and I think the problem is you know guy culture in football making it comfortable for women. But we've yeah. seen it more and more female assistant coaches, uh, you know, high school. Yeah, it's it's. It's it's progress, and yesterday big progress for any girl that's out there that thinks I want to play football. Um, that's a huge inspiration to see someone doing it. Right? It's one thing to say you can do it when you see somebody do it. Uh, doesn't matter that she was just a kicker yesterday. Um, that that's important. I think it was a really 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 awesome story. Yeah, I mean, just on top of that, I just saw this come through. This is just some random thing, but it also kind of in the same thing. Browns, the Browns chief chief of staff, Kelly. Brownson is going to be coaching. Is she going to be the first woman to coach an NFL position group today, replacing the Browns tight end coach who is with his wife because they, I guess they just had a child, but she's going to be coaching. There's just like all these different things. And and it goes on top of that. It's like these, some of these women too, like they're kicking bombs. Like you see just, you know, they're just videos. It's not like lines and stuff like that in front of them um, getting snapped, but they can kick too. 
I mean, it's not even yeah. like, and, and like you mentioned, wide receivers and stuff like that, but just in terms of some of these women soccer players who will show up at a football field and start kicking field goals and kick from like, you know, 65 yards, it's insane. Put it this way, if there's a soccer players who are going to go from playing soccer to playing football, it's probably going to be the women. They're way tougher than the men. We saw that in the World Cup <laughs> you know, yeah, true. Yeah. a couple of years ago. <laughs> the the female side, way tougher than, than the men's side. Uh, so, uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome story. Really happy to see it. Again, I wish Vanderbilt's offense wasn't putrid, and so we would have gotten a chance yeah. for her to kick some say, field you, goals. You missed a key part of that is that Vanderbilt has to get over the 50-yard line in order to kick a field goal. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, I want to – let me pull this up. <laughs> I want to – I want to see Eight. what that uh, – how many yards did they have on offense? It, ha- it can't be many. It can't be many. There's no way. They are 0-8. Uh, let's see. Does this have – actually, let me, let's let's do this. Let's let's break down for a minute here Vanderbilt football, oh, if, if we may. Let's see. Cumulative stats. Let's load this up. Oh, my God. Vanderbilt. Points per game, 14 and a half. Opponents, 37. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not shocked. Uh, yikes, yikes, yikes. Yeah, that right off the bat, that's bad. Uh, in terms of yesterday's game, they got one more game left against Georgia. That ought to be fun. <laughs> yeah, that'll be like a 60 to nothing game. So maybe uh, 60 to three. Let's see. Yesterday, team stats. Da, 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 da. Those are first downs. Let's see. Total. Well, that's a tell. How many first downs do they have? <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> to Miz- to Mizzou's thirty-one. <laughs> four- oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where's total yards? Total offense yards one hundred ninety-six. Want to guess how many yards Missouri had? Five hundred. 603. Yeah. They went up and down the football field six times. How many possessions do they have? Uh, six. They, they got had 600 six yards. 100 yards of possession. Three possessions. Yeah. Uh, those are, that's actually, that kind of brings up those little quirks about football is like a quarterback, right? Could, can throw. You could have over 100 yards of offense on a single drive. Because you could keep like getting first downs and then committing penalties and getting backed up and then regaining yards, uh, so technically that technically is possible. Uh, let me see. Da, da, da. Where is it? Does it have drives here? Da, da, da. I'm sure it does. This is just there's this stat page is really weird. Oh, drive chart. Looks like each team one, two, three, four, five. Looks like twelve drives. Pretty good. All right. Well, pretty good. Let's see actually how they did on each of those drives. Uh, Missouri touchdown, field goal attempt. Ooh, turned over on downs. Touchdown, touchdown, turned over on downs. Field goal. Let's see. Field goal. Field goal. Touchdown. Touchdown. Game ends. <laughs> Yeah, you know what not, that says? They didn't. They didn't punt once. Want to know why? Because they knew they should not have any business punting in this game. They were like, "I don't yeah. care." Fourth and eleven, we're going for it because we're probably going to get it. 
So yeah, I mean, look, six hundred yards. That's that's not very good if you're a defensive team. <laughs> that sounds like a Matt Patricia defense. Yeah, well, he's no longer there. So uh, and so yeah. So now that brings us into uh, some of our NFL news, which is a complete mess. I guess we'll we'll start right there. Matt Patricia, surprise, surprise, <laughs> looks they look putrid on Thursday on Thanksgiving, and uh, the Lions say thanks. Uh, they they put out a press release. He has been relieved of his duties. Just say he's fired. Are we not capable of telling grown men that they're fired? What no. is, what is that? Yeah, that's like everybody gets a trophy, you know. He is being relieved of his duties. We asked him to step down, and he graciously agreed. No, you don't want to, you don't want to kick him on the way out. You know what I mean? No. So you relieve him of his duties. You draft. You you drafted. <laughs> they signed the guy to be like a defensive mastermind to help make that team better instead he made it worse jim caldwell was a better coach there than you were who was fired who was the patriots defensive coordinator in that Eagles super bowl was it patricia or was it the year after him yeah you know that was matt patricia Mm. Mm. defensive mastermind huh nick Foles. yeah yeah Uh, uh, patricia bookending his final season with the patriots with 40 point efforts defensively Shredded by the Chiefs on opening day, shredded by Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's like nobody nobody that's actually in New England sees all these coordinators and expects them to do well anywhere they go because a lot of them suck. I think Brian Flores is pretty representable, uh, but outside of that, they're not very good, and Patricia wasn't even good when he was here. That's the problem. Like, I don't even think he was – he was very, very much overrated because he had a big beard and he had the pencil in his ear and – he was this great coach, and he was a rocket scientist. He's talking about how he's he made the best play ever in a Super Bowl. I think that was a pretty good play, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the guy was overrated here, and never mind when he goes somewhere else, he's sucked. That's I always said the same thing. He's not very good. Yeah, no, just absolutely, absolutely terrible. What's telling too? Gives up 40 points in the first and last game of the season in his final year with the Patriots. Brian Flores takes that same defense, gives up three points in the Super Bowl the following year. Yeah. <laughs> Shuts down the best offense in the league that year. We're basically the same offense. team. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Nick Foles versus Jared Goff and the best, you know, best offense in the league in the Rams. So he's he's canned. He's gone. Matt Patricia, bye-bye. Uh, some people have said, whoa, would he come back to New England? Who would want him? No. Get that. I mean, I, I am not. Uh, I don't want to go back to the Matt Patricia defense. I'm sorry. Oh, I like neither. how I like how Belichick, uh, you know, Steve Belichick and Jared Gerard Mayo kind of continuing what Flores wanted to do: attack, 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 man coverage, get after, get after it. They don't have the personnel this year, so it's not working out. But that style, fundamentally, I'm more with than like, oh, let's play a cover two zone. And we'll just keep everything in front of us. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like... Be aggressive. It's not about what you or I want. Will Bill bring him back? I wouldn't doubt it. So... I don't I'm think hope, so. I'm hopefully... Hopefully he won't. I mean, I, I think... I want to say Josh... Josh is the only guy that's come back after he's left. Maybe. Uh, okay. Um, let's 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 do this uh, right now. We could even put this out <laughs> as a poll. More likely to come back next season. Billy O'Brien or Matt Patricia? Uh, Matt Patricia. Really? See, yeah. I think what if what if McDaniel's leaves? 
right? I don't think McDaniels is going anywhere because I think Bill is on his way to get fired if he doesn't pick up his team here in the next couple of years. <laughs> oh, no, come on. No, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Never would happen. I, I, never would happen. Mm, I don't know about that. Fired? No, never. Relieved they could of go his duties. Owen, he will they be could relieved go, of his duties. They could, yeah, no, they could go 0-16, and you know what will happen? They'll mutually agree to part ways. That's what it'll be. It, okay. it, well, the word okay. fired, the word relieved of duties, the word sure. asked to leave would never appear even in like a coded text exchange. I agree, but we're missing WhatsApp. words. That's, it's not about the word. It's about what's going to happen. Uh, I think Josh is like sticking in there to be like, if this team sucks in like two or three years, Crafts are not going to put up with Bill being, number one, he's kind of an ass at. So they're not going to put up with that and the losing. So one way or another, uh, the team's better. The team better go up and Josh is in a good spot anyway. Or Bill's being relieved of his duties and mutually parting ways. And Josh is, you know, probably, I would guess, in line at least for a year to take over. Listen, Bill, you're going to go to Nantucket this summer. And you're just going to stay there. Okay. Pretty much? Just I'm not kidding. I mean, the team sucks too much. The crafts don't want to lose. I, uh, we can, I, I, I don't think they, it would take, and we'll get it. We're going to get into the Patriots in a little bit here in depth. Bill getting fired. It would have to take the team not making the playoffs this year, not making the playoffs next year and showing no signs of improvement in that third year out from Brady. That's what it would take. And he would never be fired. It would be he gets through the season and it's just like he's ready to walk away and he retires. Bill would He wants Bill, Shula's record though. Yeah, but at that point, like you said, I I don't think he would he would ask to be fired or let go. Like I don't th- and I don't think he would go anywhere else at that point. I, I think it's he's here. Um he has a contract too. We forget about that. I don't think as much as you Nobody say that, knows what it is though. It's a lot. Well, yeah, I'm sure it is a lot, but it, okay. If he was, if he were to leave in three years, I guarantee you, if he still loves the game, he's still going to coach, and someone would pay him out the nose to come be the same thing he was here. The problem is there's multiple factors now with this team where, like, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I just think it's in the realm of possibility based on the roster and everything. And he's the GM. People don't forget he is the GM, and Bill, the GM, has hurt the the coach for years here. Like he hasn't had a Pro Bowler out of the draft since 2013. Like that's ridiculous. That's seven years for this, you know, great genius guy. And there's been some good players, but they all been, you know, Van Noy for like pennies. Uh, he signed Gilmore, things like that. But through the draft, this is what you're left with this year. Absolutely nothing. Jawan Bentley is like the most notable guy from the draft from like a few years ago, and he blows. Yeah, I've, you I've see I've, some I've... analysis on Jawan Bentley. Go read Brad Kelly, who friend of the show. Yeah, his analysis is spot on. The guy sucks. Yeah, no, I I liked Jawan Bentley when they drafted him. He got hurt. He was coming on. I was will, willing to give him the benefit of the doubt in time. He's one of those guys that like in a role come out for like eight, ten plays a game situationally. Give some guys some rest. Go out, just be a, yeah. a dog in traffic. You know, chase cars. Decent, decent player. Oh my God! Every down linebacker out there as a starter lost. Yeah, absolutely lost. If he's playing twelve yeah. percent of the snaps behind Hightower, uh, I I don't mind it as much. 
Yeah. Uh, the problem is Hightower's not there, and he's the only one out there, and he blows. Yeah. I'd rather, at this point, give me just more Josh Uche. I just want to see more of that. Yeah, and, why not? And, what, Therese Hall? This guy, you know, like another some guy, you know, these he's guys. Better that he, than, he's better than Bentley. These guys, they steal off practice squads of other teams. Yeah. Who turn, like, like a John Simon. Guys who they, like, poach from the Bills that become, yeah. like, this was, like, the fifth string linebacker. Now he's, like, a starting caliber uh, defensive end. Uh, so I got a little yeah. on a tangent here, but but so I'll continue the point since we're here. I I just think like the, if you look at the defense at least the young core on this team you're looking at is maybe what Winovich Duggar, maybe some of these linebackers come through, but I I don't know about this team the way it is, and maybe J C Jackson's in there as well. But you're gonna have to pay him eventually. So I like what I've seen from Duggar. I think he should play more. His coverage is horrendous, lacking. Uh. But everything else, the guy tackles well. Every time he, he steps up to take a tackle, he makes it. He's good in the run, and he can set the edge. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there's a big difference between him out there on the edge and, and some other bomb that they have. So uh, I'll, I'll take that. And at this point, if I'm if I'm the Patriots, I'm losing games anyway. So put in Uche. Put in uh, Anthony Jennings, who has not been good either. But, like, just play these guys and let them – Sit out there. You might as well if you're going to just get smoked anyway. Yeah, I agree. I guess you know we're full. We're already knee deep into the Patriots, so let's let's just continue. We'll we'll get back to the rest of the broader NFL stuff. We'll we'll just kind of go on our Patriots tangent here. Um, I think, like you said, Kyle Duggar really like him. You saw how they just uh, deployed him against the Ravens. You know, uh, basically a shadow for Lamar Jackson uh, up along the line of scrimmage. I think in the run game, he's phenomenal, physical, aggressive. His tackling's yeah. great. Uh, he's like one of the few guys who can actually tackle on that team. That's one of the biggest problems on defense is lack of tackling. And last week, though, coverage. They could not they could not cover anybody. Uh, and I know they didn't have anybody rushing the passer, but I'm sorry. If you're going to play coverage, if you're going to only rush four, guys shouldn't be open within two seconds, right? That's part of the problem is guys like Duggar got beat straight across their face. Hey, tight run is just running a crossing route, and he's wide open. Uh, yeah. They get absolutely abused by tight ends and guys going over across the middle. I also of the think it's coaching, though, too. If you, like, look at the game plan on defense, right? We knew the first drive Watson got the ball. Well, I guess it was the second drive. He went down there and he was throwing ropes the entire way down the field. And so you got to come up with something here where it's like, okay, we're not getting pressure with three or four guys, and guys are getting open after the first three seconds. we got to throw, like, throw something at, at Watson. Yeah, but you know what that said? I, I agree, but you know what that says, though? That if if you blitz, you at least have to cut. You play. You have. There's usually a give and take, right? You can't stop everything on on defense. You have to try and call the best possible play you can to stop what you think they're probably doing in that given situation. Or you, right? if you're the Patriots, you can't stop anything. That's, well, that's the problem, right? So if you say we're gonna put you know seven guys in coverage, we at least hope that we can cover for three or four seconds. Maybe one of our four rushers gets there, alters the play, flushes it out of the pocket or something. The problem is guys are open in two seconds. So that means we're not covering at all. You're if now you're saying you're going to blitz and bring more guys to get pressure, but you still can't cover for even two seconds. Co- coverage improved though. Pass rush did not. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? Is so the coverage did get better. The pass rush didn't. Um, I think also it was just their game plan last year. They blitzed a ton and got hosed by Watson. He picked them apart. Big Where's play, balance, big play, though? big play. And I think they said this year we're not going to do that. And the thing is, the Patriots haven't really ever had an answer for him. 
I tweeted this out no, after the game. True. I was like, you know what? In in all of his career games against the Patriots, he has had some career days. Uh, I want to see if I can go back and pull up the stats, because um, he he had uh, he's had really 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 great games. Let's see if I can find so much garbage from last week to sit through. Here we go. Uh, in his career versus the Patriots, nine total touchdowns, eight passing, one rushing, which was last Sunday. Three interceptions. None in his last two games against the Patriots. Uh, basically, 1,100 passing yards in in those games. So yeah. even with better defenses, they really haven't ever stopped him. As Bill said, no. complete quarterback. He can run. He can throw on the run. He can throw accurately. He can throw from the pocket. He can keep plays alive. He's mobile. He doesn't get he doesn't get flummoxed. Like if you muddle rush and he's kind of ding- he doesn't like just bail out of plays. He doesn't Baker Mayfield his way like 80 yards deep. You know, uh, the guy's the complete package. Um, They really haven't had any success in stopping him. And that's what it came down to last week for the Patriots. The offense, it did what it did. People complain about the offense. They ran down the field that first drive. But guess what? Second drive and from the rest of the game, anytime Damian Harris was in, in the ball game, they overloaded to stop the run. And right now, Cam Newton, whether it's his own mental lapsing or he just doesn't have, because of COVID, because of lack of practice, enough grasp of the offense. Not that he's not capable, but he doesn't have enough terminology to be able to really break down and audible out and shift and move and change a play. So then you're just running teeth first into a blitz uh, every single time. Well, he's not, yeah. Harris is on the field. So The other problem was... The other day, I mean, there was a couple times, I, I do agree, there's a couple times when he could change the play, and he, he probably can, or maybe he won't, but there's times where there's a blitz in front of him, right? There's a load in the box. There's more than there's more guys coming than you have blocking. So, therefore, there's something wrong with that picture. But there was a couple times when uh, guys miss blocks. The only other thing about Newton is the guy needs to stop throwing into these defensive linemen's armpits. Like he's, like, throwing right into their nipple well, line. Well, that's like, it's his mechanics, his yeah. mechanics the first two weeks were great. After that Seattle game, terrible. I swear, I'm telling you, they never said anything. I think he hurt his shoulder again on that last play Probably. against Seattle. He has not looked the same throwing the ball at all since then. At all. And he looked yeah. great. He was accurate, timely. The ball was zipping out of his hand, and the, the, the motion was different. It was oh, noticeably yeah. different. Now he looks like he's trying to pick up a boulder every time he throws the ball. <laughs> yeah, shot-putting yeah, the he, ball. He, like, throws um, it from his... His his like he throws it from his ass. It's like way down. But even with them having to throw the ball all that uh, that much, because I think they need to throw the ball to Damian Harris. Because you know what's going to happen? He'll just become Sony Michelle, exactly. who exactly. he's in the game, and you just say, "Oh, they're running the ball. Let's just tee off to the strong side." Ah, got it. Um, you need to keep. You need to have some at least semblance. That's why I think they just started going with James White and Rex Burkhead, because at least those guys, James White, you kind of know they always just throw to him mostly. But Rex Burkhead, they do both. And if both of those guys are in there that, with that split back thing, you know, it at least keeps the defense on its heels a bit. Um, I think you'll scored, see that more now, though. They scored 20 points. I mean, uh, this offense, if you think about, okay, the Patriots want to run the ball, control the clock, and not turn the ball over. What are you going to get with this offense doing that? Probably anywhere in the range of 20 to 24 points. Yeah, that's what you are. With, with how the defense has played against... Played against Houston, that's not going to win you the game. So right. people wanted to put that game on the offense. The offense, same deal today. 
playing Arizona. Similar style offense. You're going to have to stop Kyler Murray uh, in, in that offense. If the Patriots are going to score, they'll probably score anywhere in the range of 20 to 24 points. If they give up more than that, they're losing. They're yeah. not going to be able to come. If they get down, if, if the Cardinals score more than 24 points, the Patriots lose. Simple. It's just the team they are. They're yeah. a ball control team. Don't turn the ball over. They have to get a turnover, and they have to just not give up big plays. I don't know how this defense is going to be situated against uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, Kyle Duggar, good. you're going to be running for your life today trying to chase that guy all over the field because he's basically a smaller, faster Russell Wilson. You know? Yeah. I mean, look, I think I think Duggar's the type of guy that you would put in that position where. Is he an extra rusher? Is he spying? Is he doing something different? Because you put him one-on-one with a tight end, he doesn't have the technique, at least right now, to stay with even a tight end. Like, you look at some of the, the details, the finite details, and he is he's not really backpedaling. He's not, you know, he's not following the tight end well. He's always two steps behind. Uh, but but uh, honestly, you know, last week it was – I had a problem with both game plans, offensively and defensively. I, I just – I don't understand why you're not throwing the ball to Harris. Um, maybe it's you just uh, – I don't know, because you put him in a situation where now he comes in and you're just expected to run. Where, like, Sony had dropped a few balls, and that's why you stopped throwing to him. Harris, I don't think, has dropped anything. He caught a couple early in the season, and then, you know, since Cam back, came back from the COVID deal, I haven't seen him in the past much. Um, he's been very good on the ground when he when he gets his chance. And now that Sony is back here today and, and Burkhead is out for the season, I would think that they're going to get him in passing situations as well now. And then maybe Sony comes in and he's a runner. I don't know. Do some split back with both of you, those guys. Yeah, exactly. You have to do something different. You can't just you can't just line up and put Harris back there because everybody's coming. They're going to know it's a run and they're just going to you know load the box and you're not going to go anywhere. And you saw that. People say, oh, why did they run more Damian Harris? In the second quarter, they tried to run a toss play, and he got stuffed for seven yards. Yeah. Later in the drive, they tried to run a counter play. He got stuffed for four-yard loss. Like, we look at it and say, just keep running the ball. It's not Madden. Like, the yeah. other team makes adjustments, too. And, you know, I, 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 I sifted through some of stuff. I don't know if Bill said as much about that. I think he kind of said, you know, oh, we tried to do some things, and they made adjustments and blah, blah, blah. Um, they're not stupid. Yeah. And we make fun. And we like to say, like, what did you do? On a singular play call, you can call a coordinator or a play caller somebody stupid. What are you doing? Why are you doing that on that play? But in the broad terms of a game, come on. Belichick, McDan, these guys have won Super Bowls. Like, they are not yeah. idiots, right? Now, you could argue what what they thought was wrong. Like, you should have still maybe tried to line up and maybe not run toss or counter, but run zone. Just run straight ahead to try and cut through a defense. But if their logic was, listen, these guys are teeing off and we'd rather not have another negative four-yard play, um, you can't argue with, with, with that logic um, and from them getting away from the running game. Um, and I, think there, I just think there's been times, especially with Harris in the game, there's so many guys overloaded the off- on, on the defensive line in the box where you can do a similar play to James White. Just throw Harris out in the flat. And throw well, a little swing pass and get him going. Once he well, gets here's forward, the problem, right? he's got burst. You don't have – it seems like it. you don't have a quarterback who can do it. That's the problem. Yeah. In the past, you might say with Brady, well, he'll see that. And, and honestly, Jared Stidham, Brian Hoyer would be able to audible 
play action, and dump it off. Cam, it seems, can't make that throw, whether it's physical, whether it's he's injured, whether, you know, because his mechanics are so screwed up, lack of confidence, lack of timing, whatever it is. Um, it seems like that short kind of controlled passing game, they can't go to it. it. Yeah, They can't go to it because he can't get the balls there. Even the balls he gets out, it's like there was a play where or he was like at like the, can he please not throw at you know uh, Harris's toenails? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Um, so that's the problem is that that counter to that that you're saying your quarterback can't do it, can't do it. Um, and they want to move they want to move forward with this guy at quarterback. So as no. long as they're in playoff contention, they're going to keep playing Cam. As long as they are mathematically well, beyond this year, beyond this year. I don't know, honestly. I don't love it. Tell you but... what, after thanks watching Thanksgiving, who would you rather have as your quarterback next year? Cam Newton or Alex Smith? Alex Smith. Right? I mean, look, I think there's a number of guys. You right? watch that game, that guy can make the throws. Yeah. He's still he still is uh mobile enough in the pocket and I'm not gonna run with him, but he's not a statue back there. Uh he can recognize yeah. things on the field, and guess what? He can make those little short passes. Also, I mean, look what he did for Kansas City, right? He bought them so much time to get Mahomes and the next guy. He's that type of guy. I mean, Rich look, guy. if you – yeah, and and if you're looking at a guy like uh, I, I think Matt Ryan's up, a guy like Matt Stafford, I would rather have any of these guys that can throw, especially if you pair them with Belichick and hopefully they get more you know guys that can play here. Uh, I would much rather take one of those type of guys because I just think that works better. Like If you told me Sony Michelle wasn't on this team and Lamar Jackson was – and I just move forward with Lamar, obviously, right? And you would have that guy. And you could do different things where you're running the quarterback and things like that. But Cam is just not that guy. He doesn't uh he doesn't see the field well enough at this point. And I don't know if he ever will. That's that's the problem. Because he is what yeah. he is. He's 31, 32. Well, we won't we won't know. This is the problem with COVID. Internally, do they think, hey, a full offseason in our program, he'll know that we we, have, we know that he will get to fully learn the offense, and he'll be ready to go next year. You know, are they in love with him, right? Yeah. I personally would be ready to say thank you. It was fun. I wanted to see Cam Newton. I want to see the Cam Newton offense run the guy, like just run him into the ground, yeah. right? Once I, I was, I agree. Like he didn't want to overload that the beginning of the season. At this point now, you're like basically on the brink of being eliminated. Who cares? Run the guy into the ground. Run power. Do the Cam Newton offense. Um, there's no sense in preserving him if you, especially if you don't think. I think they, they, I think they are in love with the guy. Now, I, I like his attitude. The team seems to love him. The coaches love him. The guy comes to work. He works hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, for all of his flash and you know the the things people don't like about him. It's like, dude, you're dressing up like have be more professional. Like you just lost. Like why are you dressed up like a you know a yodeler? <laughs> uh, but. The guy actually he comes to work every day, right? That none of that has ever lacked. Uh, I think they like his attitude. I just I wouldn't be in love with him. I would I would rather have Alex Smith. If you're not going to get Cam, I don't want to see Cam Newton trying to be Tom Brady. Yeah. In in, in terms of quarterbacking, I want to see Cam Newton be Cam Newton. And I feel like they're trying to. He doesn't fit the offense that is their offense, right? Um, <clears throat> would you rather I, have I'd Andy rather, Dalton right now? Yes. Yeah. Agree. Both of those, I would have rather have had every quarterback that played on Thanksgiving ahead of Cam Newton. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, right? But Matt Stafford, I would love to have that guy. 
Yeah. Uh, if, if they decide to move on from him now, he's owed a lot of money. Um, but if he could be had in a trade now, it's kind of a shame. Patricia isn't still there because you maybe could have gotten a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge deal, uh, done. Um, but I would rather have Matt Stafford. I would rather have Andy Dalton. I would rather have Alex Smith next year. Yeah. You'd be better because yeah, I agree. for what cam can give you on the ground, they're not doing it. So I, know. I don't know if that's him or if that's the game plan, but he is not, uh, I don't want to say athletic. He's obviously athletic, but he's not as, he's not as potent to run as I thought he would be. We uh, haven't seen them do it since. Yeah. I don't know if that's injury week history one, though. Like, week two, obviously they did it a ton in week two. They deployed that like super heavy formation and just were, you know, they, they went to the well too many times against Seattle with it. And then we saw it against Buffalo a little bit. They like to pin and pull the tackle and get him to the outside. Um, against Buffalo, but since then, not a ton. Not a ton. That's why um, I wonder if it's injury, because he's he was doing it in week one, but not now. I mean, you'd think, like, you dumb the offense down in week one, why not just keep it this, you know, something similar. Yeah. So, kind of along those notes, I said they're going to play him as long as they're in playoff contention. Uh, well, if games get canceled, and we get that 16-team playoff, which seems, it's like, it's like converse. You'd think if we cancel games, or we're having to cancel games, they might say, Let's like cut down the number of teams in the playoffs. <laughs> they want to expand yeah. the field. Uh, that 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 would keep the path, uh, as everybody's referring to it, alive. Well, the COVID mess in the NFL right now is insane. Uh, the Ravens and Steelers was supposed to be Thursday, got bumped to today. Now is being played Tuesday. They've had more positive cases. Who knows if that game gets played Tuesday? If it doesn't, the Ravens were supposed to play on Thursday this coming week. Now that's right. been pushed uh, against the Cowboys. So. Already, things you know that musical chairs thing's happening. The San Francisco 49ers can't play at home or practice for the next three weeks. So this what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Uh, and guess what? Today, the Denver Broncos have no quarterbacks. All of their quarterbacks are exposed, I guess because none of them wanted to wear masks. Something like that. Or it's like their coordinator didn't want to wear an assistant coach. Didn't was one of these, like, we're not going to wear masks people. Uh, so... And they also didn't do uh, – which team is it that has um, McCown just, like, at home on the couch as, like, the emergency quarterback? Is it the Bears? I yeah, forget. I it's the Bears, yeah. One of these teams just took a quarterback, said, hey, stay home. Just kind of stay in shape and be ready. We'll pay you. Uh, so they didn't do that. They didn't isolate a quarterback. Um, and everybody's sick or exposed, uh, close contact. And so today, <laughs> they're starting a wide receiver uh, at at quarterback, uh, which I, I can't wait to watch because uh, it's interesting. They're playing the Broncos are playing the Saints, so you've got basically Taysom Hill, who's like a tight end playing quarterback, and you've got a wide receiver playing quarterback for the Broncos. Cool thing about the Broncos, they tried. We joked about this for years. Could um, uh, oh now I'm having the brain fart. Um, Patriots uh, Nick Casario. Uh, he was a quarterback in college. Like he runs some scout stuff for them. Like, could he ever be an emergency quarterback? The Broncos yeah. tried to have some of their assistant coaches come in and at, and sign them as quarterbacks, and the league said no. <laughs> uh, which is typical nice. NFL. Yeah, that's, typical that's NFL. Very NFL. Um, I saw a funny meme that was like, at this point, the way the NFL is handling COVID. It makes me think that they played the second half of that game in Gotham where Bane bombed the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, they are 
They they also the Denver Broncos tweeted out to uh, the Nuggets asking if Jokic was available Jokic, to play. I saw that, yeah. That's a good one. He would actually be good, I think. Uh, but yeah, Kendall Hinton, practice squad wide receiver, is uh, gonna be starting at quarterback today. Hope he's ready for the Denver Broncos. I mean, are they going to run the wing T? Is he going to throw the ball? Like, <laughs> I'm honestly intrigued to see what what happens. What happens is that game at one o'clock? Is, am I going to have to like not watch the Patriots game to see all of that go down? I'll I tell you what, a... though, I'm kind of hoping for like maybe he like. At... Oh no, it's at four o'clock. Yes, four o'clock game. Maybe he can't even go, and then they have to have put like an offensive lineman back there. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, this is this is one of those things like most teams don't have contingencies for. You always think about, like, what happens if the long snapper goes down? The Patriots are famous for always having all these. There's always a linebacker. Yeah. Rob Ninkovich was, like, the backup long snapper. Wes Welker was the backup kicker. Like, there was always – some. the good teams always have backup plans. I don't think you plan for all of your quarterbacks to not be active. Definitely right. not. Yeah, not definitely. to go from having all of them to having none of them in a week. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the COVID situation in the NFL – it's not getting any better. Going nuts uh, now, and, yeah. and, it, and I don't think it's any fault. Uh, there are faults. These guys not wearing masks. Wear the masks. Uh, teams not wearing masks, that sort of thing. Yes, bad. Um, I just think it's getting so much worse everywhere else in the country that it's just, it's just, it's the numbers game. The odds of these guys getting infected when you're not in a bubble increases. It's just numbers. It's just math. Evidently, we struggle with that in this country. <laughs> math. It's a hard thing to, to wrap time. Some, for time. some of us to wrap our heads around. Um, but as cases go up, the chance that you get sick goes up. So uh, I, do you think we get through the rest of the season? Do you think that they did they get through the rest of these games? Or do we have I mean, to I, cancel games and, and have just say 16-team playoff? I'll tell you what. I If, if they get through this week with – no problems. I think at this point, I would be ready to say they're just going to plow ahead. Is the Ravens and Steelers are a mess. The Niners are obviously a mess. The Broncos have zero quarterbacks on their roster right now. And it's just like there's cases popping up everywhere. So if they get through this week, I have a feeling that they're just going to say, we're going to make it through. It doesn't matter. Because like the Ravens and Steelers should not be on for Tuesday. It should not be on for Wednesday probably. That's going to be a, a messy situation here for the next two weeks, similar to the Titans and Patriots, how their that whole ordeal went down. Uh, so if they get through here and just postpone that game one week or or what have it, what, what you know, I don't know. I think they, at this point, the NFL is saying that what COVID, we're going to plow ahead and this is the way it's going to go. They've done it all <laughs> I, year long. I, I agree. I don't know. I, it would have to get to the point where it's like the government is preventing like things like Santa Clara where the entire county says, no, we don't care if you're a pro sport, pro sport, college sport, nothing, which has been exempt, right? All these orders like yeah. in Rhode Island, no con, you know, limiting things, all practices have to stop, but NCAA is exempt from that. Right. They, that they, they started not anymore, not in California right now, contact sports practice, none of it. So the 49ers have got to figure out where they're going to go to practice. Right. And play games outside of Santa Clara. Um, if more of that happens and teams just straight up can't are all dislodged, then, yeah. then then it becomes problematic. But I agree. <laughs> put on put on the goggles, 
and just plow straight through. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. They've done um, it all year. They've done the same thing. It doesn't matter. They, they We've had teams here pop up, like the Titans and Patriots early in the year. Now it's the Ravens and the Steelers. It was the Raiders. These teams pop up with cases. They maneuver things. They move it to Tuesday. They move it to Wednesday. And uh, we're full steam ahead. It doesn't matter. Do uh, Do you feel bad for the Steelers? They had their bye week taken. They lost a game. They they lost the time against the Titans. Then the Bills game got moved, and now they're preparing and didn't play on Thursday again. Do you feel bad for the Steelers? Uh, not really. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like other teams have been in similar situations. Unfortunately, they've been hit more. But also, don't they have cases as well right now? Yeah. Did I read that? So yes. I saw someone yesterday. say like, uh. This is BS, man, on Twitter, because, you know, this is what we do now. We take to Twitter uh, and say, like, complaining that, you know, we took our bye week. Now they're doing this. And then you have cases on your team. So I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster was was upset, which I say too bad. Look at the number of people who are unemployed right now. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play football. Your game was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. It got moved to Sunday. Now it's Tuesday. Wah. Right? Now, if if they cancel the game, if the, the Ravens are forced to forfeit, which the reason I think they haven't done that, they should have fixed the CBA. Because right now, if a game is forfeited, nobody gets paid. Obviously, right. the team that forfeits doesn't get paid, but the team that they were playing that technically gets the W, which I believe on paper it's a 2 nothing, uh victory is how it yeah. goes down. Um doesn't get paid. They should have fixed that for this year. If team has to have to Agreed. forfeit games because they can't control their – because I agree. One – two teams shouldn't be punished because one team can't control their COVID True. situation. I agree with that. Forfeit the game. The other team still gets their game checks. That's that's how it should have happened for this year. Um, so I, I'd agree right now these guys don't want to lose the game because they don't want to lose their money. But at the end of the day, play Sunday. You're playing Tuesday. God, this is just this year. Suck it up. I'm sorry. Also, I was, no, I was no sympathy. No, sympathy. I was prepared to be like, okay, maybe, yeah, because they, now they've been hit by two other teams not getting their crap together, so that kind of sucks. But if they have cases on their own team, like I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to feel bad for you. Like that's a, if some other team has cases and that's why they can't, you know, play on a certain day, and you have cases as well. I don't see how you're exempt from this whole or whole ordeal. Yeah. The NFL is the same thing the entire year. If you wanted to opt out, you could which I respected anybody that did. And now you're in this situation. You knew this was a possibility. Like this is the NFL's way of saying, yeah, it doesn't matter. We're going to play the games no matter what. And uh, both teams are just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the COVID situation. Uh, and it'll continue to evolve in the next couple of days uh, as, as probably more cases crop up. We'll see if that Steelers uh, Ravens game gets played right now. It's set for Tuesday at 5 PM. Uh, which is weird, which in a way, I don't mind. I don't mind having something until yeah. basketball gets ramped up again. I don't, you know, NBA, I don't mind having something else to watch <laughs> throughout the week. Um, I, I have a conspiracy theory about a former Patriots quarterback that I'd like to get into. Oh, but before, God. let's talk, before we do that, we do have a question uh, about potentially a future former Patriots quarterback. This is from uh, Pete from Gansett. Wants to know why not Hoyer right now if he can run the offense? Is he dead to Bill now because he blew it on the last two plays against Kansas City? Um, I think yes, he is dead to Bill. <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's, a, he's inactive and Stidham is act and Stidham is active, which is not good for Hoyer because Stidham blows. So, uh, so I think I think 
Hoyer probably is dead to him. Even though I think, yeah, he probably would be better. Um, I think at this point they're just they want to ride it out with Cam, and I think they want to do. I think if, like I said, Bill likes his veteran guys. He tries to do right by guys. This whole year and probably in Bill's mind is a bridge year. Just develop guys. Hey, I'm going to give Cam the chance in this year that probably means nothing, and if he can turn it into a contract for himself next year and go somewhere else, you know he'll he'll be grateful for it. Uh, he, Pete also brings up. Uh, Gary Cuzo, a great running back for the Colts way back in the day, stepped in at quarterback when Johnny Yu and Earl Morrow got hurt one season. That's cool. So it there, there is precedent. Granted, back then they probably had the wing tee oiled and ready to go. Uh, I don't know how much wing tee the Broncos have practiced. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to say. But I, I, I don't think we ever saw this coming where three quarterbacks now. Four. You just put on the math. Four. Four. Yeah, four in the coordinator. So... They're going to have wide receiver from the practice squad, and uh, the Broncos are going to get absolutely. I'll be I'll be shocked if they score a point today. <laughs> they'll score a point. Come on, they'll have one big play and they'll score a point. Three. I'll give them three points. How about that field goal? Yeah, that's all. I'll give you that on. Yeah. All right. Um, so, to my conspiracy theory about one. Tom Brady. We need who a sounder thinks, for this. We need who, a sounder who, for your Kashi spiracy. Uh, oh, Pete corrects me. I guess it was uh it was Tom Matt uh who was the was the running back uh for the Colts. Uh it was Johnny U and Kuzo, not uh Earl Morrill. Earl Morrill wasn't wasn't the bat the other backup that year. Anyways, uh my conspiracy about Brady. So uh, things are not too rosy down there in Tampa. And and this is what's interesting, and I think it cuts both the ways. We talked about, and we've said this, We everybody saw us coming. Both of us, when we did the uh, breakdown of the Buck schedule, given COVID and everything else, we said, what what are they going to go? 11-5, and 10-6. Probably struggle early on and get better as the season goes on. It's kind of been, it seemed like it was going that way. Then they yeah. bring Antonio Brown in, and the offense has not looked right. Brady's looked awful. Because, you know what? Stop targeting the guy 12 times a game. He hasn't played football, basically, in over a year and a half. Uh, he doesn't know your offense. You barely know your offense. Uh, and it's thrown everything else into a loop. Uh, Brady's looked bad. Has looked bad. And it's on him. He's made bad decisions with the ball. Um, and his coach has called him out on it. And everybody said, oh... You know, how's Brady going to react to a coach calling him out? Because as many times as as he may have griped with Belichick calling him out in the film room, Bill never has never aired out a player publicly. Not once. Never True. done that. Uh, and Arians is doing that. People go, oh, how's Brady going to react to this new coach in Arians' style? We all said that. I wonder if it cuts both ways. How does Arians feel? About Tom Brady. Does he feel like he's not quite getting what he thought he was going to get? I wonder if Arians feels like, you know what? Tom Brady is more old dog who can't learn a new trick than plug-and-play MVP quarterback. And so I wonder if both sides maybe feel unhappy at the end of the year, however it goes, unless they win a Super Bowl, which honestly at this point I don't see happening. And maybe, maybe they want to split. And there's a situation that I think is ripe. There's, 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 a, there's a pairing there. 
Uh, I am now actively rooting for this. Uh, we've seen that the 49ers might be ready to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. What if the Bucks do a straight-up swap? Salaries work. Now, that's not uh. a caveat. That doesn't have to happen in the NFL, but for the purposes of le- losing one guy and taking on a guy with a massive contract, it would help to have your cap still be you know intact. One-for-one uh, one swap. Bring Tom Brady gets to go where he originally wanted to go. He didn't want to go to Tampa. He wanted to go to San Fran. He gets to go where he originally wanted to go. Maybe the Patriots even trade Edelman there. Get something for that. Put Edelman and Brady in San Fran. They get to play for their hometown teams. Retire in California. And the uh, the Bucks get Jimmy Garoppolo back. Younger guy. Still under contract. Can give you pretty much everything Brady's given you. Uh, he can. Garoppolo's a better deep ball thrower than Brady has ever been. Uh, and guess what? Tom, you're now with Shanahan. You have a running game. You have a defense. And you have an offense that's a West Coast controlled passing game. Everything you want. They have weapons too. Wouldn't it be a good fit? I don't think right now. <laughs> I, I don't think right now this Bucks offense is cutting it. Whether it's the play calling, whether it's the offensive scheme, I don't think it fits Brady one bit what they're trying to do. I don't know if it's him just wanting to like think that he's this guy who can Aaron Rodgers it down the field, um, or if it's the it's play the calling, way. if it's on Arians, uh, but it's not working, especially with Antonio Brown there. It ain't working, uh, and I just wonder if it cuts both ways. Brady's going to be unhappy with it, and Arians is going to be unhappy with it, and they say, you know what? Never mind. You know, bravo to you, sir. Like, you've had some Kashi takes, right? This has got to be the Kashiest of them all. I, uh, I I like the conspiracy. There's no way this happens. <laughs> Bur- I, in my personal opinion, and, like, I would technically, uh, you know, I would side with Brady, but bias aside, uh, when I just watched the Tampa Bay Bucks, um, I see a coach that is putting his – quarterback who is probably the greatest of all time some will argue uh that he's putting them in not the best position to to succeed or win games uh there's a lot of throwing to antonio brown but that's not the whole picture here he's having brady throw downfield and try to get these huge chunk plays when in reality he has all these weapons around him and instead of doing all this crap where he's Trying to design these different plays where he's going deep down the field, these deep shots, all these look at all these targets and all these weapons that he has around him. He just needs to make it simple. Let Brady kind of run his own deal. Stop Arians from influencing this. It, it, it just looks like an Arians offense, and Brady needs to kind of take over the the reins there, in my opinion, because I think that team has a ton of weapons, and if they just do what he does, which is Kind of dink and dunk. Let them, you know, change the play at the line. They would be absolutely. But do you think? People. But do you think? But you're right. But do you think Brady is complicit in not wanting to do that as well? That he wants to be the, you know, the quarterback. Oh, girls like the deep ball. You know, don't you think he? The part of that is his him being complicit. That was the whole point. He wanted to go to Tampa to prove he was still an MVP. He ain't doing it right now. Well, there's games where he is. I mean, look, I think there's there's still. You know, there's these picks and stuff like that, but also the offensive line is not good, right? For Tampa, I oh, think no. we can both agree on no. that. So naturally, right, when you have wide receivers going all the way downfield, your Meantime. offensive line is going to collapse. So that's kind of what's happening. There was a couple picks that were horrendous the other from Brady, and Brady sucked in that game yeah. the other day. The Don't get me were wrong. Bad. 
but he, he doesn't have a lot of time back there to throw, you know, these seam routes that he's trying to throw and these deep balls. Uh, and I, I would put it more on Arians being the old dog, not taking new tricks here as opposed to Brady. Because uh, Brady's trying to get the ball down there. He either doesn't have the time, he, he is missing throws, or he's just not seeing it. But either way, there have been flashes this year where Brady can still play. I mean, I I, I would take Brady on this Patriots team over Newton. Oh, so, I am not saying he can't um, play. Not one bit. I'm not saying Brady's done. I'm not saying he's washed up. None of that. I just think, I think he wants to be the quarterback that Arian's system needs him to be. And he, he can't be. And I think that Arians wants Brady to be somebody that he's never been. And I, I just I just don't think it works. I don't think oh, I don't think it works either. I, I'm just saying I think it's more 80 percent Arians than it is Brady. I think if you tell Brady to do something, he'll do it. He's trying to do it, right? But Brady throughout his career, this is not what he did well. He didn't get all these guys. Like Moss was the one year that he had. He had that guy. But look at what he had in the middle of the field: Edelman, Westwell, Troy Brown, Deion Branch. These guys that are kind of like under the radar that would do anything he needed them to do. Go over the middle. Uh, you know, run deep sometimes. Uh, but he's just, he, he's in an offense where now Arians is is kind of controlling things and it doesn't look good naturally. That's just what I, I don't think Arians put him in a position where he's going to succeed as much as he can. You know what I think too is weird about the offense? And I saw somebody put this out this week. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't remember who it was. I would I would find the, the tweet, but um, the Bucks don't do much pre-snap motion. If you think back to Brady's Patriot days, he's at the line there, shotgun. They come out in like, you know, three wide receivers, tight end, and a running back. James White splits out wide, and then he motions them back in. You know, read the offense. And then once after he does that, then maybe he brings Edelman or Amendola or somebody like across the formation to, to read man, zone, whatever. That helps Brady diagnose pre-play what yeah. the defense is doing in recognition. None of that happened. If you watch the Bucks, that doesn't happen. I don't know if they just don't have. Remember a couple years ago, they asked Ben Roethlisberger about you know audibling to a QB sneak, and he's like, "Oh, we don't have that call in the in the in the in the offense." Yeah. What? You don't have an audible for a QB sneak out of that formation? You can't come under center and be like, "You can't just go give me the ball." <laughs> like, yeah. How is that possible? So, but it happens. I I think maybe the Bucks. It's just not part of their system. They just. They call the. It's like Madden. We call the yep. play, and I just, I'm just dedicated. I want to throw this double move post route. Throw it. Um, and I think without that, that's part of it too. You're right. I mean, that's. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's eighty twenty Arians. I think it's. I think it's a lot closer Jeez. to fifty fifty because I think Brady's complicit in wanting to do. Maybe not now that they're losing games. I think at the beginning of the season he was full on board with like, woohoo, let's go, chucking the ball whenever I want. Um, yeah. Now they're losing games, uh, so maybe that percentage has shifted. Um, but I think they're both. There's culpability on both sides for it. Um, so we we agree that it's not a I fit. Think, I will you, say you, this: you, you just think that it's going to work out. I don't think it will, and I wonder yeah, I what it'll it look like in the off season if it doesn't end well. Yeah, I mean they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're going to lose in the first round. Of the I playoffs. mean, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much they improve in you know the last four or five games here, three three four games at the end of. In the season, I think the bigger point between these two is Brady misses Bell, uh, Belichick, and Belichick misses Brady. I think that's the biggest point of all this season. These two yeah. together, absolute force. Separate, you can see the flaws on both sides. Exactly. Yeah. No, I I agree. That's that's what you've learned the most. You know, 
we haven't learned that one was more responsible than the other. What we learned, and it's what we, me and you both have said this, together, they are one of the greatest combinations that helps forge yeah. one of the greatest sports dynasties that will ever exist. Separate, really good. You know, I think Bill is more than capable of rebuilding a team, and if, like, he had another 10 years left in him, could win another Super Bowl. Brady definitely has the ability, being placed on another team that's ready, of winning a Super Bowl. It, 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 more than capable. Um, together, unstoppable. Separate, good, great, not elite. Yeah. Which is just... I mean, you, for, from a team simple, you can see the fatal flaws of, like, Tampa, where Bill wouldn't let half of the things happen that they let happen over there, the penalties and everything. But on the other side, man, Brady, you, you know now... He covered up for a lot of the stuff that Bill, the GM, maybe didn't pick up on on, on this Patriots team. Yeah. But I, I also think on the flip side of that is that Bill knew Brady could cover up a lot, so I don't need True. to invest as much in the offense because Brady can elevate guys and still get the job done, and that way we can build a defense that isn't just going to commit penalty, 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 uh, not cover people, be running all over the place. <laughs> like um, Other than the Giants and not playing Malcolm Butler? job bill yeah. you almost did it you almost <laughs> covered it up just enough brady uh brady carried you so um that's it and we'll see how it plays out today uh last thing i wanted to get to nfl before we get to picks here as we come down the stretch um let's check in quick any on, on hey hey watch let me see if there's any any Nothing. news on on gordon hayward watch it's unbelievable i was really hoping it would happen while we were on the air <laughs> this is ridiculous i know Absolutely I was ridiculous. kind of hoping the same thing, but hey. Um, but hey, we still have time. Uh, last thing NFL-wise before we get to picks, uh, Joe Burrow getting hurt. Absolute travesty. And it, 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 should be, it, should, it should be a lesson to the Jets, to the Jaguars, whoever else is going to draft a quarterback in the first round next year that you think is your guy. Yeah. Uh, invest along your offensive line. Why why are you going to draft a guy number one overall and then stick him behind that offensive line if you're the Bengals? The guy can play. We know that. We saw it in college. He was a reason he was the number one overall pick. Consensus number one overall pick. Uh, the only reason the Bengals wouldn't take him is if they thought that he really didn't want to play there. I feel yeah. so bad for Burrow because he knew exactly what he was walking into. The injury is so bad. Multiple ligament tears. Yeah. Not he might good. not be ready for next year. It's it's an absolute joke. The Bengals better spend like hell along the offensive line next year. Draft-wise, you know, money-wise, beef up that offensive line and pray, pray that Burrow comes back ready and healthy and a semblance. Because you saw already the way he had to run around, it was starting to get to him mentally. He was yeah. bailing out of plays. He was checking out early, throwing sooner than he had to. He was already, to steal a phrase from Sam Darnold, seeing ghosts. Um, yeah. If you're the Jets, if you're the Jaguars this year looking to draft, better protect that asset. Or guess what? Do what other teams should do. You draft Burrow. You know what the Bengals should have done? They should have sat him. They should not have subjected him to like as porous an offensive line. Now, if your offensive line is good, Decent? Sure. Play Burrow. Let him get the experience, right? 
a lot of these guys come out, they're ready to go. Just get them up and running. Um, <laughs> if 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 you're not have have such a terrible offensive line that the Bengals did, you should not yeah. have even put Burrow in that situation to get hurt. We all saw it was going to happen. We all we all joked. We said Burrow better not get hurt <laughs> because they can't protect him. It's a shame. It's an absolute shame what happened to him. Yeah, and I mean the injury is just much worse than you thought too. Um, a- ACL, MCL, and other ligaments, like you said. I mean it's just. And especially for the, this guy is like a, I mean, obviously he's a franchise guy, right? So now if you're the Bengals, this guy might not be, he, he might not be ready for next season, but also he might not be the same guy. I mean, look, when, when you have like modern medicine and everything like that, ACLs tend not to be terrible. You can repair those and come back. But for the NFL, obviously the length of your career could be three years. It could be four years. Um, you really don't know. So for a quarterback like this, especially with no line in front of him for the foreseeable future, I would guess, uh, it's going to be tough to either e- even get him back on the field, number one, but also he's not going to be the same guy. I mean, I can't, no. you can't expect him to do the same things after this type of injury that you would years past. It's just not, yeah. it's not fair and to it's, guy. It, and, it, and, you know, guys do come back better than ever from ACL-type right. injuries. Um, the problem is usually it's because, like, the guy got hurt and he's coming back to a, a good, you know, he's he's just coming back and ready to go. Part of it, the the mental aspect of returning from that injury, he's huge, um, as it is for most injuries. Like you know, the the mental side of it. If they don't fix that offensive line, he's just coming back into the same Big broken thing. situation off an injury. You know, right. now do you think that this impacts? Because we don't know yet. Do you think this would impact Trevor Lawrence deciding whether or not to come out? Because there's already been Possible. some speculation that. He doesn't declare for the draft because he doesn't want to go to the Jets. Um, does this injury affect those guys who are in a situation where, like, you know what? I'll stay in college for another year. Screw it. I just, I just wonder if these, some of these quarterbacks are going to start doing what some NBA players do and say, "I'm not taking a workout with you, and I'm not going to play if you draft me." Like, <laughs> i.e., like Josh Jackson or or Lonzo yeah. Ball or one of these guys. It's just like. It's a tough situation to put a quarterback in when they're going to be a franchise guy just to come into a you know a crap situation and get hurt or like look the NFL career can be ended in in a in a snap so uh, it's tough because you want to be the guy but then you come in and you're playing for the Jets how much can you get done there I mean it's like you have nobody in front of you and you have nobody around you so it's like you're coming into a situation where you're the lone guy if you get hurt not only is it bad for you. That organization is back to square one again. So, yeah, yeah, not good. If I'm Trevor not Lawrence, good. I'm staying in school. I'm going to oh. stay in school until some other team gets the top pick. Well, not only that, these guys are probably going to get waivers for this year for eligibility yeah. reasons because of COVID. So he True, could yeah. he he could he could not only just stay for his junior year. I mean, he's still got his senior year. I mean, he he could just hold out <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and, and wait. Um, we already talked about Matt Patricia being fired. People said, like, how on earth is Adam Gase not fired? And I say, if they it ain't broke, don't fix it. He is doing a great job of getting them the number one pick. So why ruin it? The whole point is they want them to suck as badly as possible. So naturally, the guy for that is Adam Gase. He sucks everywhere he goes, so why not keep him? Yeah. I think if he had won against the Patriots, he probably would have been fired. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. That's he the got only a stern talking to out of that game. Right? Adam, you came really close to winning that game. That is no good. <laughs> no good. Would he be the only coach ever to get 
fired after an, uh, an a winless team gets a win? Probably. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's the, honestly, I think that's the only way he does get fired. So if he wants to keep his job for the rest of the season, you better not win. <laughs> Do everything you can to lose every other game. It's possible. So that uh, that brings us to picks. So like I said, uh, we're live every Sunday at 11 a.m. broadcasting on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. You can like, follow, and subscribe on all those platforms to catch us live. Or if you're listening to this as a podcast, thank you for finding us there. We put it out after the show through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcasts from. So we're going to get to picks now. Um, if you have any other thoughts or questions, drop those in the comment section or email the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com. And if you don't catch us while we're live, we'll read those questions the following week. So, Christian, uh, we both completely uh, forgot to talk to each other on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I remember, uh, yeah. So I have uh, I've blocked out the, uh, the Detroit and Dallas games. Uh, I'm venturing a guess that we both would have picked Houston and Dallas. Uh, I don't know. Would you, even though it's not going to count for anything, would you have done differently than that? Definitely Houston, maybe not Dallas. Okay. So we'll never know how we would have picked those, but uh, let's get into uh, today's picks. we got about 20 minutes here before uh, before games start, so let's run through them. Right, we got Las Vegas at the Falcons. Las Vegas at Atlanta. That's easy. Vegas. Vegas. At- Atlanta yeah. sucks. Terrible. How much analysis there? Yeah, nope. they suck, and Vegas is kind of bad, but kind of good. It's weird. Uh, let me go Chargers at Buffalo. Oh. Man, what oh. are my Chargers? I, I I can't. Yeah, I don't know. They won last week, to... right? But they beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? In a, in, in a shootout. Just yeah, stunning. 34-28. I can't. I, I just can't. I can't pick the Chargers anymore. I, I I want to pick them. They're like my second favorite team. Just, you know, since I was a kid, I love those jerseys. I still do. Uh, but I just can't, I can't keep doing it. Like, I love watching that team just because of Herbert. He's, he's an absolute stud. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't do it. Bills. I'm stubborn. Chargers. At Buffalo. Yeah, I just can't. I can't do it. I want to, but I can't. All right. Next. I gotta, I gotta extend my lead now. I can't give you. Well, let's see. Yeah, I picked up two points on you last week, so right now you are up on me for, by fourteen, ninety-five to eighty-one. All right, I still got some room. Never mind. All right, we're good. <laughs> uh, then we go in Giants. Oh, this is a good game. Giants at Bengals. I, I do gotta say though, Christian, last week the games we argued about the most, I actually picked. I got, I got all three of them. Like. The Denver Miami game that played out basically kind of how I thought. Two was yeah. going to struggle in Denver. That team plays hard. Did you see they wanted to run out the clock? There was like four seconds left. They were like, "We'll just chuck the ball yeah, deep that. down the yeah. field, kill four seconds," and the guy caught it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost scored a touchdown. Uh, people the, like yeah. odds makers who like were betting the over were like, "Oh my God, go score!" <laughs> oh dang it. Um, and then uh, the Rams, as I said, beating the Bucks. We've harped on that enough, but I called yeah. it. Just had to say I called it. Anyway, uh, Giants, Cincy. This one is easy peasy. Giants, baby. Yeah, Chaos. Chaos for the NFC East. <laughs> Man, you started out hot with the Cincy train, and then they lost every game, and you decided maybe you shouldn't do that. Oh, what, What's their quarterback? Is his knee, like, broken in pieces? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Giants. Burrow's well. not there. There's no reason to pick the Bengals anymore. 
If anything, they're going to tank now to try and get Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. There was never a reason to pick them before. You did uh, in good faith, but now, obviously, yeah, Giants. Okay. Uh, Then we got Tennessee at Indy. This actually could be a good game. Man, I was impressed by Tennessee. I I thought that they were going to get absolutely demolished by the Ravens, and it started that way. And then, talk about the Ravens. Honestly, good thing they ain't play, they didn't play on Thursday, or Sunday, or Tuesday. That team I needs know. a timeout. <laughs> they need to get their heads straight. Um, oh, can we talk about this? This you see this logo business last week, real quick, between that, those two teams and Malcolm Butler like yelling at Harbaugh. And I think the biggest tool in the NFL is John Harbaugh. Yeah, I've never seen. Like- I've seen assistant coaches. Who are like, like guys like Joey Porter, who are like fresh out of the game, trying to talk smack, you know, yeah. act like, oh, I'm still out here, blah, 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 blah. I have never seen a head coach actively try to antagonize players on the field pregame. Yeah. I have never, doing? never seen that before. Why don't you just let your players walk out there and, and do something instead of like, dude, just stay on the sideline. You're not going to do anything. Uh, but, but anyway, you know, that aside, yeah, t- Tennessee. I mean, again, I, I don't trust that team for some reason. I don't know how good they are. It's hard to tell because they they beat the Ravens, but the Ravens are kind of back to earth this year, and they're not like Lamar is not the MVP caliber type that he was last season. Um, I think I'm going to go Indy. I just like that roster in Indy. I don't like the quarterback as much, but man, they have a good roster. They got some talent. As long as Philip Rivers doesn't, it's like with Cam Newton. If Cam Newton throws the ball forty times, we're in trouble. As long as Philip yeah. Rivers doesn't have to throw the ball forty times, that team is good. That team, that team is good. Uh, I was impressed. I was, as much as I was impressed with them last week, I was shocked to see. Talk about mentally weak team, Green Bay Packers. Oof. Oh yeah, they've had Starts some games the where there. they're like completely in control, and then as soon as as soon as things start going the other way, they completely unravel. Doesn't that kind of start with the quarterback though? I feel like Aaron Rodgers has been like that for a long time now. He turns like into he, Chuck and Duck. Yeah. He thinks he's he thinks he's like the all being, and he's just he kind of comes off as a tool. Well, because he makes those plays, you see the like fourth down. He throws it fifty yards, drops it in the bucket, and it's like wow, that's amazing. And he's all full of himself. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, dude, just can you just throw a simple four yard out? Yeah. The the reason he has as many of those plays. Is because he puts them in as many of those situations. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Rodgers bugs me. Like, I think he's obviously super talented. One of the best of all time to actually, if you just look at ability alone. But he just bugs me. Just can't do it. Yeah. So, uh, to go back to Tennessee Indy, I'm taking India. Yeah, yeah Indy as well, yeah. All right. Next. Carolina at Minnesota. Yuck, 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 yuck. Oh, man. I thought Minnesota was starting to progress, and then they lose to Dallas. Yeah. That's not a great one, I'll be honest. I'm going to pick Carolina. You know, I I think they've been – they have proven to be tougher and better than I thought they were going to be this year. Uh, Matt Rule is working to make that team better. They they play hard. Um you know, I was ready for them to collapse without Teddy Bridgewater. They, they clearly did not last week. They played the Lions, though. Yeah, but, I mean, Minnesota it's still, it's is... a good win. Good win. I, I, honestly, Minnesota is not that far behind what the Lions are as a team. No, yeah, that's true. 
So I, I'm I'm going to stick with Carolina. Well, Bridgewater's back today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, I don't like this game at all. I'll be honest. Oh yeah, it's a sucky game to pick, but going with my gut here. At Minnesota, I'll take the Vikings. I don't know. Yeah, it's I think game. You, no matter who whoever whoever picks this game correctly is a loser anyway. So. <laughs> Uh, uh, next Arizona, New England. We'll skip that for now. Miami at the Jets. Dun, 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 dun. No, Tua. Fitzmagic is back, baby, and ready to light the Jets up. Dolphins wow, by a mile. Tua hurt. He's just inactive today, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, that was a short-lived change at quarterback. Uh, I'll still take the Dolphins because the Jets, yeah, like we said before. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to yeah, do it. No, no, I can't do it. Gaze is, uh, Gaze is trying to he's trying to get to that undefeated season in the reverse. Uh, all right. Uh, another great game. Cleveland at Jacksonville. <laughs> hmm. Going Browns. See, no, I, no. yeah, I was ready last week for Jacksonville to show some fight and, like, you know, make this, you know, give the Steelers kind of a, a run for their money, like a trap game type type deal. The Steelers talked about it all yeah. week how it was a trap game and they weren't going to do that. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, in the running for worst team in the league, so uh, yeah, no shot. I don't think Cleveland is for real, but they're not going to lose too. Jack. Well, I don't know. Actually, hold on. They might. <laughs> let's let's. I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to see who who the Browns got coming up. So they play today. They have the Titans next week. You know what? I'm going to take Jacksonville because the Browns are not a good team. They are trap game material. They are. We can just show up today. And beat the worst team, one of the worst teams, and move on to Tennessee. That's yeah, a fair pick, honestly. Uh, normally, I'd give you crap for that, but this it, when it's the Browns, anything can happen. I'm still taking the Browns. Okay. Next. New Orleans at the dreaded quarterbackless Denver Broncos. I'm taking the dent. No, New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, if Drew Locke was in there, this it, would be. It is in Denver. It is in Denver, but without the quarterback, I can't pick a team with a wide receiver at quarterback okay. from the practice. Is line. this a fair statement to make? If the no. Broncos win this game, it's the one of the biggest upsets in NFL history. Kind of. It doesn't look good if you're the Saints. <laughs> If you're the like Saints, what's, like what's the line? Uh, what's the line on this, on this, on this game? It probably got took off the books last night for a while. Anybody oh, who bet this game earlier in the week is like, what the heck? It, New um, Orleans is minus sixteen and a half. So, <laughs> uh, I would still take New Orleans to cover that. Uh, yeah, if, I, I, put honestly, it this way, I, I, honestly, just like realistically. Winning, like straight up winning, honestly. Yeah. If the Broncos cover, that's an up. That's a, that's one of the biggest True. upsets. Like, 
I'm picking I... New Orleans, but I I am I'm picking New Orleans, but I am rooting for Denver hard. Imagine imagine if you're the Saints, you you're like kind of formidable. You're going to be the team that goes to the Super Bowl potentially in the NFC, and then you lose to a quarterback less Denver Broncos. That's not a great. That's not a great look for your Super if Bowl. If I'm chances. the Broncos, first play of the game, I line up like like power offense, uh, and and I put like a wide receiver like tight along the line, and I go like hard play action and bomb it deep. It'd be like the last. Thing yeah, <laughs> the Saints would be ready uh, for. I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the the Saints here. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I can't take Denver. No way. Yeah, we're both. But are you with me? Like we're both picking New Orleans, but I'm rooting for Denver. Kind of. I mean, I think it would be funny. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Imagine losing to a practice squad quarterback <laughs> who is a wide receiver who wasn't even on the roster anyway. That's pretty bad. I, I'm rooting for this now. Yeah, chaos. All right, next. Uh, all right, so 49ers at Rams, the scam. <laughs> the scams. Uh, the Rams win this game. I mean, the 49ers are bad. And it's just because they're so hurt. Their season's kind of gone down the tubes. Um, wow. You know, I think they'll try. They'll play hard. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. They're supposed to have a home game next week. Nope. Uh, I don't know if they've put out any information uh, about what their plans are. Uh, da, 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 da. Statement from the 49ers. We are working with the NFL and our partners on operational plans, and we'll share details as they are confirmed. So they haven't put out anything new. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll see more about what's going to happen with them next week. But this week, loss to the Rams. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers, not only do they have, like, barely anybody that can field a team right now, but they also don't have a home. So I would say, yeah, I'm going to go with the scams. I don't think, I don't think the 49ers are going to win – Another game, maybe. All right. Next. K- oh, good one here. KC at the Bucks. Tampa Brady. Put it this way. If Tom Brady targets Antonio Brown more than six times in this game, Bucks lose. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. And I'm picking the Chiefs to annihilate the Bucks here today. I think I think I think the Bucks they'll be what, seven and five? After this game, right? I really don't want to take Tampa today because of last week. Yeah, they'd be seven and five. I I I can't take them, but I'm tempted. I'm hey, it's one of it's one of those. I think you might you pick KC. You kind of root for Tampa to be there, so that's a good game. But just look at it for what it is. Where the Bucks are trending. Do you watch the last two weeks of the Bucks? Last three weeks. Go all the way back to the New Orleans game. Do you watch that, the what this team's been, and say, hmm, yeah, they're going to show up today and beat possibly the best team in football? I don't think so. Don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Uh, but I'm going to wait until we get to the Patriots game to pick this one. I need a minute. I need a minute. All right, fine. Chicago at Green Bay. <clears throat> Uh, Chicago only because Green Bay, I, Green Bay could probably win this game. I just, I, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not on board with the Packers. The Packers are yeah. frauds and I, and I don't feel comfortable picking them after what I've seen from them. So I'm picking Chicago because of that defense. I feel like 
The Packers are frauds like every year at this point. We figure out that they're not actually that good. Uh, I'm still going to take them. Yeah. I just, like, I'll go with the quarterback today, but I don't like their chances. I think Chicago is just, they're they're going downhill. That will, be a, that will be a close game, put it that way, for sure. Yeah. Next. Chicago, I would pick Chicago, but they're just going, they're, they've lost four in a row. They're going downhill. Um, Monday night, Seattle at Philly. This is easy. Seahawks. <laughs> the yeah, Eagles Seattle. are dreadful. Don't need no analysis necessary. Uh, now, granted, Carson Wentz, uh, I think, uh, is getting too much rap for like last week's performance because I think the rest of the team around him was terrible. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the Eagles, not good, and Wentz no. has been bad. So I mean that the whole, that whole division sucks. So. That offense does not have what it takes to go. Even though the Seahawks defense is a sieve, they don't have what it takes to go score enough points to win. So. And then we got Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Uh, if it yeah. gets played, if it gets yeah. played, Steelers. Steelers. If yeah, it gets Steelers. played, Steelers. Steelers for sure. Uh, especially, I think Jackson's going to miss this game, right? So. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. right. I'm going to so, go cycling uh, back to. Oh, you're going to pick. Are you going to pick the KC Tampa game now? I'm going to go Tampa. <laughs> Knew it. You don't feel good about it, though. You're squirming. No, I think, I think I'm think i on the edge here, and I think this is kind of teetering towards next week. There's no way I can pick Tampa if they lose, uh, which they probably will. Uh, I'll yeah. fully admit that. We did a lot of Patriots ahead. analysis uh, already of this game, uh, so now we got to pick it. Uh, I think... It won't the be only close. way the pa- the only way the Patriots season stays any semblance of alive, even with a eighth playoff spot opening up, is to win here today. Um, I just think we saw what it took for them to beat the Ravens, which was to have Mother Nature open up the heavens for you, right? Uh, and you still squeaked out a win. I don't think they have the defensive personnel to stop Kyler Murray. And I don't think this Patriots offense has it in them to go score 30-plus points to keep up. Uh, so, again, can the Patriots win this game? Of course. If they control the clock, if they run the ball, if they don't turn it over, and they get, like, two turnovers. I just don't think this defense has it in them to be able to cover and get pressure. And I think Kyler Murray's going to run all over them, and it's going to be one of those, like, it's 24-10, to 10, and it doesn't even feel close. Uh, I'm yeah. picking the Cardinals. I, I want to pick the Patriots. I'd like to see them somehow stay playoff relevant. Um, I just don't. What the Cardinals do and what the Patriots can't do, it's not a good recipe. So I'm picking Arizona. Yeah. Uh, I'll be short and to the point. Arizona's winning this game. Patriots season is uh, is going to be officially over today. I, like I, I said, don't see any way they win this game. 3 o'clock, when the Patriots are down like 17 points, tune into the Revs. <laughs> they're, they're playing a playoff 425, game and then we got to see tampa brady beat the chiefs so which game are you gonna watch i i, I think i, I want to i'm gonna tune in first to the broncos game i want to see that crap show first sure. and then and then i'll flip over because the bucks chiefs game will at least be entertaining hopefully throughout uh the broncos game might only be entertaining for a quarter <laughs> before it gets i over. i think there's potential that the chiefs tampa game is over in the first in the first half I think the Chiefs could easily get up like the Saints did, and it's over. Uh, but I will be doing the same thing because I have to see at least a couple of series against, you know, between the Broncos and the Saints, just because of how hilarious it might be. Uh, especially if, say, the Broncos go up like two touchdowns in the first like six minutes. How, how great would that be? Yeah. So.
Well, that'll do it, folks, for us here on Sunday for the 360 Sports Show. We had a packed show, so much we got through today. NBA leftovers, the Mike Tyson fight, NCAA basketball, uh, the New England Revolution, COVID mess in the NFL, uh, just a ton of stuff. Uh, if you uh, missed the show, you're tuning in late, you can go back. Like, follow, and subscribe to us on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch to go back and rewatch any episode of the show at 360 Sports Show is the handle for most of those. You can also subscribe to us as a podcast. We put it out immediately following the show through Sounder FM. You can get that there or wherever your podcasts are found. Use. We are probably there. So, Christian, great show. It's a beautiful day. Let's uh, go out, enjoy it, and uh, watch enjoy some it. football. So, that'll do it, folks. I'm Andy Pizzella. He's Christian Lauber. Have a good week, everybody. See you later.